It's always soccer in Philadelphia, and it's always soccer in England, of course. Uh, yeah, definitely. Where or as football? It's that's always where, football. That's where it was born, I've heard. As those wankers would say over there, uh, and I will be joining them soon because I'm headed over there. Must be nice. I'm flying to London tomorrow. Uh, so I got Dave Zeitlin here. I'm here. Who was good enough uh, to come over here at 8 o'clock on a Monday night yeah. to do a, a Always Soccer in Philadelphia episode number 51. We've got Baxter. A lot harder to find parking in Fishtown. It is. Baxter just hit, his he- just hit his head on the desk. <laughs> I can't believe you're leaving Baxter for more than a week. Well, I think he'll be okay. Um, okay yeah. As you know, he's, he doesn't, um, he's very low maintenance. He doesn't speak up. Uh, all that often so sarah's brother is coming over uh to take care of the dog and basically just live in our house for two weeks so i don't hear about this trip you're going there during the uh, world cup i feel like it's gonna be crazy you're gonna start some brawls and just i mean let's watch the game in a bunch of pubs or we'll see how it goes um but i think that's kind of i'm kind of hoping it gets there uh, we're, <laughs> we're gonna be no. I would love the family just to watch <laughs> just to watch World Cup in pubs <laughs> the entire. That's right. I just you know I hope uh, hope I can fight when I'm over there. Um, now nah, listen, we're we're doing like a little tour. We're going over with my parents. Um, it's kind of like a late uh, wedding uh, gift. The whole family's gonna take a trip over the four of us over there, and we're gonna fly over to London. We're gonna go up to uh, Edinburgh in Scotland. I don't think that's how they say it, but that's how I say it. <laughs> And then we're going to go back down through the Lake District to Liverpool. And then we're going to go through Wales and take the ferry uh, over to Dublin. Two days in Dublin and then kind of, uh, you know, go over to the western side of Ireland where the cliffs are. And uh, I think it's uh, Limerick and Shannon are down there. Um, and did you say, are you going to interview Jay Simpson's first coach to find out, like, where the, the legend began? I, he didn't respond to my to my tweets. So. Oh, uh, was, was that a serious? No, it's absolutely serious. serious. <laughs> um Write you know, a long form, a, five thousand word article yeah, on be, Jay Simpson. Be. I traveled all the way to London to talk <laughs> uh, to talk to the Union striker about. Well, he scored a goal. Um, oh yeah, in the U.S. Open Cup. Not is that the first goal he's ever scored for, for at the Union without like breaking his? <laughs> <laughs> what was the injury again? Uh, yeah, yeah. well, he bruised his uh, yeah. uh, bruised a lung. Bruised yeah, a lung. Yeah, bruised lungs. Um, That's right. It is the first non-injury goal. <laughs> That he scored. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel bad for him because it's like you're sitting there thinking, uh, okay, you know, he goes and scores a goal in that game and they could have used, uh, you know, a goal score the other night yeah. uh, against Toronto. So do you want to start there? Do you want to back it up? We got the penalty nonsense. Yeah, to talk I guess about we could talk about Atlanta and Toronto. It kind of ties in because of what happened in Atlanta. They're, they obviously weren't going to win that game. And then obviously with Ali and Harris both, getting red cards they probably weren't going to win in toronto so one crazy two-minute stretch kind of doomed them to an oh and two week right (laughs) yeah and it's well i mean that's the shame too because we you know we talked about how last year they had the terrible start and then they turned it around and did really really well won the four games in a row Uh, that was similar to this year they had the four games unbeaten uh, probably should have beat red bull say three wins and a draw going into that atlanta game the first 20 minutes of that atlanta game they're playing great um you know, so to see it derail in that fashion was really disappointing because they—it's not like they were playing bad. It's just they were on the end of a couple bullshit things that they—that they also had some culpability in too. Um, let's let's just back it up to that and just start from there. Yeah. Because I, I mean, first off, did I, you think that was a penalty or not a penalty? Not, on first view, I thought it was a good play by Trusty. It looked like Martinez kind of got his foot. His feet like caught up. He, it, it didn't look yeah, like he had controlled yeah. the ball. So I didn't think it was a penalty. I'm like, wow, that's a great play. I'll, 
I was about to tweet that. And then they called a penalty. I'm like, all right, that's questionable. They'll at least go to like review. So and when he didn't yeah. even go to review, I under I understood why the uh, union were pissed because you basically give them the game. Like you just ruin the game in that moment, and yeah. you at least got to look at it. I think because I don't. I mean, that's what I hate more than anything. Just that we don't we don't have a game then. You know, yeah, nobody nobody, nobody wants to watch eleven v ten. Nobody, of course, nobody wants to watch eleven v nine. But I number one, the, the genesis of this whole thing was that when you go back to ten minutes, there's a kind of a counter coming in the other direction. Alejandro Bedoya takes a, a tactical foul, took that yellow card professional mm-hmm. foul, so he's yeah. playing from behind the eight ball from from eighty minutes from ten minutes uh, through the rest of the eighty. You know, so he didn't help himself with that. Had to know he was on a short leash no matter what the hell happened. Um, Mark McKenzie set up the whole sequence because he had a horrendous touch in a terrible area. Um, And Harris Medunian was out of position then because of the turnover. And that's what kept Martinez on. Harris kept him on, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. You see Trusty get a little bit of the ball, but then in a separate motion, he, he takes his leg out, too. I mean, it's on not the like replay, Martinez really yeah. had much control, though. You're right on, the, on the replay, it was questionable. I, I, on the first view, I didn't think it was a penalty at all. And then the Ollie thing we can talk about. I mean, they appealed it. Ollie claims he didn't say anything at all. If you look at the replays, it doesn't really look like he's talking to the ref. He has his head down. He's, like, pulling up his sock. He's in the area. So it does look like the ref gave him a card for uh, being in the... It was in the, delay, called, the, 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 in the yeah. art. Well, in yeah, the, the, in the, the circle. Arc, the delay. Yeah. So, and then if, but if they you, wrote it, but the controversy was that they, they wrote, they wrote it, it as dissent, as yeah. dissent right. when it wasn't because Ollie then he, what he was telling Tannenwald this week was, I, I didn't, it didn't have anything to do with it. This wasn't, yeah. he claims dissent. he didn't say anything and the ref claims he cursed. So it's like, a, he said, he said like, who are you going to believe? And like Jim said, he was pissed about it, but the refs, the people who like looked at it, obviously side with the ref. So, um, they lost the appeal and they lost the game probably because of it. Like once Ali and Harris are both out versus Toronto, that kind of kind of destroys the whole plan. Well, I, I want you see, you know, there's a connection with, with Soren Stoika and Harris from last that's, season. That's the, interesting. Yeah. That the connection. DC. So, yeah. I mean, just for people who don't yeah. know, remember he appealed, he told, uh, Luciano Costa committed some kind of foul on the far end of the field and Har- and he was originally sent off, I guess, but Harris said, no, he didn't foul right. me. We all wrote the story about the good sports. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I think so. Honest Harris. Do you yeah. think it was a combination of that saying, "Hey, you know, you're you're doing us dirty after you know yeah. we had this good sequence last year," but also I th- I think I think Harris is probably thinking, "Hey, we got this thing turned around. We're playing well." Uh, you know, to see us ine- inevitably, we're going to lose and end this unbeaten streak on some bullshit. Like, yeah. to me, I've, I felt, like, a little bit of that, that in the way that... Harris, to me, is this very honorable guy. He thought he had a good thing with this ref where he was he was honest with him, and then this ref does this questionable call, doesn't look to review, gives Ollie this card for seemingly nothing, and yeah, Harris is like, yeah. what the hell's going on? And he freaks out. Yeah. And like everyone said, you can't really go after, like, a ref like that. Like, no one really argued his two yellows, because he was, like, yeah. really in the guy's face. But I, I understand... If there was a time when a player would lose his shit, like that's the perfect time. Like after all that stuff. Yeah, happened. yeah. I mean, it's just I don't know. I, I'm I, I certainly you know feel for for Bedoya and Harris being in that crap situation to begin with. But they didn't you know they didn't help themselves. Um, yeah. You know, and like I said, like like Harris can't blow up like that. Bedoya has to know he took a tactical foul earlier, and he he can't. He's already on a yellow, so. I don't know, but they gave a hell of an effort, man, for, the, for <laughs> that nine. When uh, he scored a goal, I'm like, geez. I, thought that, I said that's one of the best moments in team history. It's like 
to like I thought I mean you probably thought the same that they're gonna lose like six seven nothing right I, I mean, was like here we like, go this is just gonna well and I thought they were gonna turn off after that I thought they were just gonna shut it down yeah maybe like two more before halftime a couple more like I figured like best case it would be like four nothing loss or something. Yeah, right? like it would be like three nothing yeah. going into halftime yeah. and Atlanta would take right. their foot off the get. Well, and they had to sit on the friggin' tarmac with the flight. Oh, so yeah. imagine like going to that probably had something to do with the yeah, also, yeah. You know, the fact that they're like, How do we go with this this BS again? Yeah, because they wanted to prove something and they needed everything to go smooth and then that happened with the flight and then all of a sudden in the beginning and they just lost their chance to show what they could do and and that's what caused them yeah. to go off. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised. So, uh, I mean, open cup. Anything you want to say about that? I think it was kind of like what, <laughs> yeah, we, ex- we I guess it was cool they played all those homegrowns. Jim called them the uh, Philly Five. After that, seems like it's gaining some traction. Oh, the wanted, Philly Five. Really? Yeah, he wanted all Missed five that. to play together, but he had to take Fontana at the end out i think so like i think four were on the field at the same time but all five played so mm-hmm. that was cool i guess some other guys yeah like jay simpson you mentioned scoring that kid from bethlehem they called up he played all right mm-hmm. a com finally got a goal which i'm sure yeah. it's like that's what you want and like i i talked after the game with some guys in a locker room like they've had some crazy games versus some lower division teams over the years so I was expecting another possible 120 uh, yeah. minute, like versus the Islanders, <laughs> the, the shootout versus the Rhinos. Like they've had a lot of close games. Yeah, the Cosmos, yeah. like three guys. Yeah, yeah, Peral, yeah. yeah. I wrote about some of those yeah. games. So yeah. uh, the fact that they won so yeah. easily um, was nice. Uh, it wasn't a great team that they played. They're pretty low in, in the USL table. I mean, yeah. I think they played all their guys. So uh, yeah, it's it, it's what you want, you know. Uh, get a lot of guys in, get a win, move on. And now they have the Red Bulls here uh, in the Open Cup. That's the magic. That's always fun. That's, that's the magic. That's when Jesse Marsh uh, throws balls. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of the Open Cup. Yeah. Well, it's just like annoying because you've seen that. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Are you? You could be at one, uh, either ends of the spectrum, right? You could be kind of where I'm at and say, look, it's the same shit every year. We see them play Red Bull every year. Yeah because of the regional seating but you know the other side of it you might say okay well the more meetings you have between these teams the better you yeah. know if you want to if you think that there's some kind of rivalry there yeah uh the more the the better you know the yeah. more the more games you log in there i like the open cup it's it, it's fun they there always seems to be some craziness the union win in shootouts they lose in shootouts did you see the stat where they haven't technically lost in open cup games <laughs> since 2015 yeah. which is kind of crazy <laughs> it's like leave it I to the union know. to never lose in the open cup but also never win the open never cup win. i know uh I know. Because, uh yeah because pk shootouts don't technically count count as a loss so uh i mean it, it, it's fun I, I think the red bulls game will probably be fun both both teams will probably take it pretty seriously especially mm. because there's no like mls games around it so uh yeah should be a should be a fun game Saturday. Uh, not a full crowd, but I'm sure it'll be a, a pretty good crowd. Did you um? So what did you think of Jim's uh, starting lineup then with the suspensions against Toronto? Did you did you oh, yeah. think that it made? Because I think his justification was what that he wanted to just get the best guys, the guys who were in form on the field. But that meant dropping yeah. Doge call back, and he was playing as an eight. Right. And he had Elsino playing the ten. Yeah, it was kind of. Uh, when Ali and Harris both got the cards, I think I tweeted, well, at least we'll get to see um, Derek Jones <laughs> because I figured there's no way Derek Jones can play if both of these, both of these guys are out. Yeah. Um, and then, but the writing was kind of on the wall because after the Open Cup game, someone asked about Jones and he said Jones was bad. So I'm like, all right, well, that, that, that's something. And then <sighs> the next day or the, the day after in the press conference, he said Warren Carval will definitely play. And then the other spot, he kind of left up for grabs and said it would be more 
attack-minded look. So I had a feeling at that point that uh, Do- that uh, Doshka might drop back to the eight. Yeah, I thought maybe yeah. Fontana might play the ten. I didn't think Elsinia, but uh, yeah, it's that's a tough break for Jones. I mean, <laughs> if he can't even get on the I, field when it, Harris and Ali are both out, that's not a good sign for his future. Well, and you know, here we go again with, you know, it's the same thing that Rosenberry dealt with from year one to year two that yeah. Elliot's dealing with now. I mean, f- you know, That's right. they were year. so thrilled to get Jones through the Academy and, you know, leak the story out and like, you know, made this big hubbub about it. It was this big symbolic kind of thing. He went from the Academy to the, to Bethlehem steel through the pipeline or whatever. And now the dude can't even make the 18 or whatever. <laughs> so I, I, Is there a way for players know. in the union just to go from their uh, rookie year to their third year? <laughs> is that, is that mathematically possible? <laughs> could, could, could we talk to some physics yeah. majors or well, something? Well, but then they leave that. But as long as they don't then throw the ball to the other team as a, uh, Keegan, oh, Keegan did, did yeah. Day. But he, t- I mean, he took accountability for it, and he he yeah. stepped up and raised his hand. Did I mean? Did he say anything about I that? I didn't. I didn't talk to Keegan. I had to. I was writing for MLS, so I was on Toronto duty. I talked to oh, okay. Alex Bono in a locker room in, in Osoria. Was Larson down there? Uh, I didn't see him. I think someone was filling in for him. Yeah, okay. but um, he's, Alex he's Bono in. was a. Uh, I was excited to have two shutouts in that stadium in less than two weeks. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, he had his yeah. first U.S. national team oh, game. Oh, yeah. So. How about that? Do we want to I, talk I, about I had that story, no, though, which none no. of you guys want to read because no. it's Alex Bono. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, they couldn't finish. Um, they right. had the breakaway. Yeah, their expected goals was just Warren Carval with one of the best balls. Great ball. Fafa's got to finish that. that t- <laughs> I talked to Bono about that play. He was just like, I'm watching Fafa. I know mm-hmm. he's fast. I was watching the ball. He got he lost the touches a little bit. It was too far in front of him, and he mm-hmm. charged out. He, he made himself big at the right time. But, I mean, Fafa's got to be more in control. If you're as fast as Fafa, you have to know that no one's going to catch you from behind. Keep the ball close to you. Mm. Plan the shot better. Because if he finishes that breakaway, it's, it's a whole different game. Well, and then he clanks the one off the crossbar. Yeah. Um, the Union didn't he, play. The Union didn't play bad. They could have easily won that game, which would have been impressive. But. Those games are so frustrating when you're a defender because you just, you know, I mean, you give up a crappy one early, but then you just like you know when your team's not going to score. And uh, I think they kind of felt that the whole time. Again, McKenzie, for everything he's done well so far, mistake on the first Toronto goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keegan mistake on the second goal. So we've been saying this like every podcast that we do. You you know that those. Young guys are gonna. I still think you know Keegan to me is still a youngish kind of guy. Like they're still gonna make those mistakes, yeah. you know. So you gotta you gotta help them out with these goals. But they don't. They just this team just doesn't have, you know, like a finisher, like somebody that's got like a nose for goal. A calm who should be that. Who should be? He that. had a shot late that Bono saved that he should have scored and right that change the game. So it's like, at what point are we gonna? Start start wondering about a calm. Like we've been giving him the benefit of the doubt. Be like, he'll get better. He needs time. But like, at what point are we going to call him a bust or? Well, do we think that a bad move? Or? And I mean, beyond that, I mean, do you think that CJ is like the winner of this year's, uh, you know, Andrew Wanger or Chris yeah. Pontius, that yeah. guy it who does, doesn't the... come out of the lineup because Jim? See, I don't. This is what I don't understand with Jim's thinking. It's like I appreciate last year that he had the guts to pull some starters out and put some other guys in Ray Gaddis for Keegan. Maybe that went on a little too long, but you get the point. But at the same time, there's always seems to be like that one guy who Jim's one philosophy with some of the players is I'm going to bench him and put the guy right. and put other guys in. But then with one guy, he'll always say, well, I trust him to play himself right. out of this. 
and he bases it off last year's success. That's why Pontius played the year after he had 12 goals. That's why uh-huh. CJ's playing this year after he had 16 goals last season. And Wenger was not yeah. was not bad this season prior right, to that right, year right. either. So has there ever been an attacking player in the Union who's put two 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 years together Latou. strong in a row? Yeah, Latou. <laughs> and he, <laughs> Even Latou didn't, because you remember 2010 was great, and, and in 2011 we had all those things that he couldn't finish. Oh, he had like 20-some games where he didn't right. score. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that was ve- well, that's true. That was very Peter. Peter was very Curtin-esque with that, but Latou is also a good, too, like a defender. And great podcast with them. I enjoyed it. Thank you, and thanks to everybody who— um, I wasn't invited. Well, you know, I figured you had got a chance to ask him a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of questions after the whatever thing, so we just— uh, Nah, it's better that, that way. I just— it's a more conversational thing with just two guys. I feel no, like. it was yeah. good. I think it went well. I'm glad. Um, I, it was the most listened to podcast that we've done. So oh, that um, hurts me a little bit. Well, the number two, you'll be happy to know that uh, <laughs> number two was uh, the quick glance of Bork Dogecall was our second most popular oh, okay. po- uh, podcast by traffic by total down. Was I there for that one? You were. That was the one where we debuted uh, mean soccer comments. On oh, Crossing that's why. Yeah. And, we were drink, and we were drinking the beers in here. Uh, we oh, it, yeah, yeah. All right, we got to drink beer more. I know, right? Yeah, and we got to do the soccer comments more. Yeah. So, I mean, so here we are. I mean, do we think now that the union are just, like, is that it? Did they have their little surge and now they're... they're yeah, I don't know. I, back, or when Harris and Ollie come back, they they pick it up where they yeah, left off. I think they're showing they're a pretty good team. Uh, they could have easily gone one in one in the atlanta toronto week possibly one oh and one even mm-hmm. which is their probably one of their toughest weeks um just just uh against teams talent wise so I, I think it'll be nice to have this break with the open cup and then i yeah i think they're still good it's just like we've we talk about this every week it's still gonna be impossible near impossible to get the top four so yeah so best case scenario they make a run in the open cup uh, maybe slide into that five six uh, spot, so. so, all right. So Ernie, um, Ernie, yeah. What did you, I, you know, Matt and I kind of touched on most of it, like kind of when, yeah. when he did the pod two weeks ago. We kind of talked about yeah. the legacy of the left yeah. or whatever. So uh, my question for you, that was is, a good is, podcast too. Thanks. Yeah. We actually had a good <laughs> connection on the phone that time. I don't, I don't he was out in Westchester or something, I, but, uh, sounded like he was, yeah, it was good. So let, here, here's what I would, here's how I would open it. I would say, what did you make of, the what the union said afterwards, like the mm-hmm. availability with Jay, well, not the availability, yeah. but what he said and what Richie Graham said and how they decided to. I'm not even sure if I heard Richie. <laughs> I don't, he did the yeah. Uh, he, he did one interview with like Adam Khan, right? He said yeah, Adam. I'm not sure if I listened to that one. Uh, um, you know, honestly, and I don't know if if Adam, if you're listening to this, I was I clicked on that. I looked at the videos. I was scrolling Twitter. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, I'm, I really have. I literally have not seen Adam's face. And like, I sat next to him in seven the years. Right he's been he's been in Texas in grad school. God, no, he's been. I haven't seen him since like 2010 um, or 2011 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I wrote a lot about this too. Uh, for the athletic, I mean, Matt actually got to do some things. So I guess the union's response is what I expected. Jim Curtin was very effusive in his praise, which I knew he would be. He said that his legacy yeah. w- will be forever. Um, Jay uh, Sugarman said a lot of the things I expected about Ernie really building from the bottom and they'll find <clears throat> someone new yeah. uh, to kind of continue with that vision. It was nice that they said they will find something new. I mean... You could Jay could have easily said, "Yeah, we'll keep Chris Albright for the year, and then look next year." Oh well, so. yeah, now he's now he's ready that he's had two right. years of tutelage. Yeah, could have yeah. gotten could have so. gotten. There was somebody who kept texting me over and over again who said, "It's going to be Albright. It's going to be yeah. Albright." I'm like, "Fuck, you know, just whatever." But I I understand how people would feel that way or how they would say, "Okay, now, you know, he he 
knows the ropes, yeah. so, to, so to speak. You know? So the union seemed to be handling it well. I don't think it's caught everyone, anyone by surprise. I mean, Jay, Jim said Ernie's talked to him about this. Mm-hmm. He's told. I think we've got the sense that this was always his, his long-term goal. I mean, I guess some Philly fans might feel kind of burned that he, he was only here two and a half years, but you know, he has no ties to Philly. We all knew he kind of got yeah, this job yeah. to get back to the U.S. He always talked about his job in a very like national sense, like mm-hmm. got building mm-hmm. guys for the national team, like trying to shape the sport, uh, which I know rubs some people the wrong way. So um, I understand why some Philly fans would be upset. I don't think it's taken anyone by surprise. And I, I, I do understand the thinking that he did position them yeah. well. Yeah. Well, it's, I kind of have two thoughts. Like, number one, it's nice to hear Jay Sugarman, you know, have have them them have something prepared for when Ernie leaves, you know, um, and he'll be sticking around till the end of next month. So it's not like they were just like go do your thing, like whatever, get out of here. Like they're, I don't know if they're holding him to it or if this job is not gonna be ready to even start yet because he's taking a new job. So it's yeah. not like he's like has to fill in for somebody right away. Yeah, I guess. Although uh, you would like him they to said, get in there and they, like them them to get moving with a new coach. Well, Dan Flynn said in the conference call that you know moving to uh, Chicago with, with with his family. Mm-hmm talking to the union so i guess the uh, union tried to keep him um maybe the union uh, were, were negotiating to keep him for like some of the summer transfer the window. window yeah okay so um so and then, I, mean, I guess there's no rush to hire a new you're not going to hire a new coach during the world cup i guess right like you, you might want to wait till well no and you wouldn't need the world anybody cup anyway so yeah yeah and you wouldn't really need anybody right to, to any there's player, nothing to do during the world cup yeah <laughs> so. well but even through october like you wouldn't need to I mean, I don't know. You could always get a head start on scouting or identifying. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to have a new you'd like to have <laughs> a new coach in target, place so. by the early fall because I think they have friendlies in like September. It would be nice to ha- have a coach by then. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're talking about the United States. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about the Union. Oh, but what I are, think most of this are, are probably applicable to both oh, to both of them, right? We're way off. Well, no, I was well, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. I was saying like you don't need like why do they need okay once the summer transfer? Oh, right. Yeah. Why, the why union does why does yeah. anybody? No, it's a good question. You know. Um, Why does any team need a, a general manager when they're not making moves? Well, that's what I said. The, that's what <laughs> yeah. I said about the Sixers, man. You, you know, like, why do why do you yeah. need Brent? You know, it was here's but here's the thing. Like, that's what I was saying with the Brian Colangelo thing this whole time. I'm glad that's over, so I don't have to talk about that anymore. But here I am talking about it on a soccer podcast. If you're LeBron James, like you don't give a fuck who the general manager yeah. is because you're going where the super team is with the money. And that's not to say that he's like greedy or anything like that. I didn't care about the decision or anything like that. I don't care if Kevin Durant went to go play with a bunch of winners, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I mean, in international soccer, it's different because you're pulling from different countries or whatever. So the connections that you have with foreign agents and knowing different people is one thing, but you bring in a guy like Ollie Curtis, who's, who's was not afraid to put youth players through, through the Red Bull system. If that's the continuation that, that the union want to do. See, the only thing that bothers me about this really, well, it's two things. Number one, it's kind of corny to see Ernie sitting there like ripping the guy who's coordinating the halftime show at talent. Energy I didn't see that. that, that it's like, weird. I would turn around to him and I'd say, I like Ernie and like whatever. But I would say like, you know, you're fucking leaving in two months. Like yeah. you're bailing on us. So don't tell me what the fuck to it's do also, with my field at halftime. Do those balls really affect the turf? Like, I doubt it. They just had a rugby tournament there. But that seemed like a little bit of posturing to me. <laughs> you know, like whatever. I can understand. Like, and Ernie's been kind of like consistent with that field thing from the beginning. So that's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's just making that up. But number two, Jay Sugarman's sitting there and saying, well, we have the right processes in place. We have uh, the foundation is built. Um, you know, we have the established pipeline from the. Okay, 
All right, yeah. you're again. I come. I always come back to that friggin' Chris Rock skit. You're supposed to have that. <laughs> you, you can't quote that. Years, you can't quote that. You're, you're right. eight years in. Like, yeah, yeah. You you are supposed to have an academy. Yeah. You're supposed to have practice fields. You're supposed to have a foundation and understand yeah. how to do it. It's like if you've ever seen the movie Half Baked, they go to jail and they visit Kenny in jail and they say, uh, "Kenny, we figure out how you, we're going to get you out of jail. We're going to sell weed." And they're all like, they're high. And so they're all like saying, yeah, we're going to get you out or whatever. And Kenny's like annoyed. And he's like, okay, I go sell weed. (laughs) So, but he's like, it's like enough. He's like, I don't want to hear. I did not think any more about how you're going to do it. Just do it. Like we established that they, that they have the groundwork there. So just do it. Just get it done. Just win some games. You know, I knew we'd quote half baked at some point, given our love (laughs) of the movie. I just didn't think it'd be that scene. I I thought if it wasn't from Jamaica, why would I be wearing this hat? (laughs) (laughs) Or right near the beach. Yeah. What, what, wait, let's do that scene real quick. (laughs) What, uh, how does this start? What part of Jamaica are you from? Right near the beach. Boy, boy, <laughs> and then Samson comes back and he says, "I think you're bullshitting me." <laughs> All right, should we get back to the pod? Okay, yes, sir. Um, wait, what? What does come next? I if I wasn't, and why? I'm. F- he goes. He goes. Uh, I haven't seen this Samson, in a while. Samson Simpson. I stick to my story. I'm from Jamaica. If I wasn't. Yeah. Why would I wear this hat? I think about that line a lot. Okay, so Ernie, I mean... But anyway, like what, I, what you were saying before, yeah, it's what they're supposed to do, but they weren't doing it for six years. Like, they, <laughs> like think about all the shit that was wrong. Uh, behind the scenes, weird contract stuff. Guys traded away that hated mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Carlos Valdez, like, not knowing when he was playing or if he's signing here. Like, a Roscoe, not knowing. So there's... And there's so much shit that went wrong for six years and that i think the best thing about ernie is he did there was like no controversy he came in he built up the staff you and matt talked about it in the podcast the back end stuff yeah it's like hiring people just making it a smooth operation actually um, like building a semblance got, yeah. of a scouting department yeah yeah building yeah. scouts so i think he did that well the fact that they didn't do it well before he got there is a testament to how this franchise was run yeah. uh so poorly yeah so i mean i I, I've kind of come around in Ernie. Like last year, I wrote columns more that, you know, he did, he wasn't doing his job. They didn't get a good number 10. Like it was just Alberg at that point and Elsino. And if they got, he, if Ernie could have found one number 10, this team could have been good. But, you know, looking back on his tenure now, I think I do agree more with like what he did, um, uh, just with a lot of the back end stuff with the academy stuff and, you know, a lot of the signing yeah. busts aren't going to mean much. They're kind of small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. Like, mm-hmm. like no one's going to re- like remember Jay Simpson or yeah. Anderson or Aguiliano. Like those guys aren't going to matter. Like what's going to matter is if well is a right, lot of the stuff that's like working well. Well, fl- right, because flip it, flip it around to the other thing. If you had told me that all of his international signings were a hit, but the academy was right. a wreck, mm-hmm. then you. Then he'd be worried. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but then on the flip on the flip side of the flip side, if his international signs are really good, maybe they would have made the playoffs a couple couple more times. I, I don't know. I mean, if if you're you could do the theoretical thing back and forth and back and forth, but at the end of the day, he shored up the stuff that needed shoring up, and that mm-hmm. moves you forward. All right. So what do we want to do? Speaking of moving forward, what do we want to do from here? Do you want to do mean soccer comments sure. on crossing broad? All do right. We hit on everything. Or we want to do, so, uh, want to do any I World Cup? Think or? so. Um, 
yeah, I, I I'll be honest with you, man. I, now that I'm in basketball world or whatever, I really haven't been oh paying God, any attention it's the world to it. So I'm going to be in Liverpool when England <laughs> plays Tunisia, or as the British would say, Tunisia. Okay. Um, I don't know if what time the game is because it's in Russia, but I'm in England, so. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think it's like four or five in the afternoon. That's some over tough there. math. Is that right? Okay, okay, I don't know. Okay. Um, they do like Celsius and shit over there. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the podcast and meters Celsius and shit. Yeah, it's weirdos. Um, so I yeah, I mean, I, I guess Germany. Who's your pick? Germany. Uh, you know, it's hard to. I know Germany hasn't looked amazing lately, but it's still hard to bet against. Ugh, them. Can't pick Germany. Why? Because they won the last one. Yeah. So who's gonna beat them? France, they can't even score. It's, they can't oh. even score on Zach Steffen. <laughs> uh, Brazil, I mean, are they seven nothing yeah. Brazil or seven one Brazil? It'll Was probably it be a team from Europe since it's in Russia, so that leaves Germany, France, Spain, or Belgium. Uh, Belgium would be kind of a cool dark horse. I mean, Spain could be good. Are you thinking Argentina has any? Has I don't know. I, I mean, I would love to see Messi, but they have much else. Does he have enough help? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, to me, I, I just comes back to the same thing. Like, I'm looking for a Cinderella story. It's like Egypt is a one man team. Yeah, and even those like Cinderellas, <sighs> those guys aren't gonna win the World Cup. Like, they could get out of their group or like make it to the quarters, and and that'll be cool. But like realistically, there's only like six or seven teams who have a chance to win the World Cup. Mexico is probably gonna lose to Germany and finish second in their group. Yeah. That means they'd have to play Brazil yeah. in, in the knockout rounds. Costa Rica and Panama. Nah, I mean Colombia could make a run. They're decent. Colombia's, they're yeah. they're fun. They're not in an amazing, amazing group either. But I mean, who else? Like this, like the Saudis, Iceland, Senegal. Iceland's an interesting story. (laughs) I I mean, I just like watching it. I I don't know, like I think it's going to be very. It's just fun to watch soccer all day. It'll be cool to watch that in another country. And oh, and I'm going with uh, Dan McQuaid of Deadspin to um, Delaware Park now that it's legal gambling uh, oh, sports. Wow. So they have a sports book there. So we're going to oh, pick shit. a day and we're going to just watch a couple games. Do it in Jersey now them. too, man. They Is it legal did, yet? They just I, signed I it they today. Did, okay. They just signed it today, yeah. Um, that's good, man. It's nice to have money to be able to gamble too. As a soccer, as a soccer, I'm gonna bet like two dollars. <laughs> What's the minimum? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, whatever. It's like um, those like you should do like a par parlay yeah. into uh, you know four four teams winning. Speaking or Speaking of gambling, should we do any kind of World Cup competition for our listeners who've made it this far um, in the podcast? Yeah, yeah. What do you, well, <laughs> what do you want to do? I mean, I'm kind of out of sight, out of mind yeah. during the tournament. But if, uh, if I'm saying if if people are listening to this, maybe if you email me the winner, the Golden Boot winner, and like each uh, group stage winner, um, and I'll calculate it. I'll see who does the best, and we'll. We'll like find a prize for yeah. For we'll, I'll dig something out yeah. of the box here, and we'll do a prize for our um. All right. For All right so if you're listening as far, we're not going to tweet it out. We're not going to email. You have to be a loyal listener <laughs> who's made it past 30 minutes. Email me a DJ, and then my last name Tell Zeitlin. It. DJ Zeitlin, Z E I T L I N at um, gmail dot com, and give me every group stage winner, the overall winner, and the uh, golden boot winner, and. You will get a prize if you win. All right, let's do mean crossing broad soccer comments, and then we'll do uh, your comments. Uh, this is in response to my I will not be cheering for Mexico column, uh, which the premise of which was just like they're a rival. Like, you don't yeah. cheer for a rival. I think I think Fox, I think people are getting confused and thinking that like Fox and Sports Illustrated, who are media partners, are saying like cheer for Mexico, blah, blah. They're not, nobody's saying cheer for Mexico, but. You see a lot of coverage because they lost. They have the broadcast rights. They can't push the United States. So what do you want them to do? 
Yeah. Like they're, they're just going to have to fight for the bilingual crowd with Telemundo. I don't, I don't blame them, you know? So when people see the Sports Illustrated cover that has Mexico on it, it says America's other team, they get offended. But it's like, what, you got to put yourself in their, their yeah. shoes too. Like, what, what, how do you want them to market it, you know? So I agree with you though. You, you can't root for an arch rival. No, no, man. I mean, I mean, I mean like maybe Panama more... and Costa Rica is fine. They're not like big rivals. Represent yeah. Concacaf. I'd like to see Concacaf do okay. I don't want Concacaf to be like embarrassed. But well, well sure. But when you okay, so as a Penn uh, fan and alumnus, yeah. like, do you give a shit how Princeton that, does that's in the actually, tournament? No, I would always root for Princeton to lose. I know some people yeah. would maybe root for like Yale, but yeah, I can't. I have trouble watching those games, and in like, the end, like if Princeton goes in the, to the end, final I'm four, no, like people say terrible. the Ivy League, yeah, but it terrible. doesn't do anything. I'm for secretly you. rooting against Harvard. I'm rooting against Yale in a in the NCAA tournament because I want Penn to be there, and it just makes me sad to see them do well. Like if Mexico wins the World Cup, I'd be like, shit. Like the U.S. is mm-hmm. just as good as this team. Like they could have been there, and it's making me sad. Well, that's how I feel. Um, so this is these are some of the comments here. Uh, there were some good ones. So uh, let's see what people have to say. Um, this guy, this is Ron Jaworski. He says, I won't be cheering for soccer either. Those headshots kill people with CTE and the sandbagging flop. Flopping players don't help. Uh, soccer sucks. Arena football is where it's at. Wait, wait. He hates CTA. He hates CTE, but he loves arena football. Yeah, he was pretending to be Ron Jaworski, but he's uh, okay. Ron Jaworski. Uh, Dick Trickle says, I had no idea that the World Cup was coming up. Uh, <laughs> Don't be proud of that. Yeah. Um, let me see here. I gotta scroll down. There's actually some good. Uh... Tommy uh, says y'all won't be cheering. Will y'all be watching the game? Okay. Chinge a Sumadre el America. I think that means something to your mother, doesn't it? Um, Mexico says, Hey Kincaid, who needs racist rednecks cheering for Mexico? We've got our fans. We don't need no Trump motherfuckers supporting us. Who needs you? Do people think you like Trump? Uh, no, he's just making a bl- He thinks oh, we're all rednecks or something. Y'all can sit back and with some Budweiser and watch Roseanne because Mexico is in the... <laughs> I can never get through this. Y'all can sit back and drink some Budweiser and watch Roseanne because Mexico is in the World Cup. Peace out, bitches. I hate all those things. Joe Zek says Mexico and the USA are not rivals. Uh, people like you make us see it that way to make a profit out of it. And if you won't be cheering for Mexico, I'm pretty sure you'll be watching the World Cup with a Corona in your hand and a carne asada burrito in the other. That's a good point. But above all, win or loss, viva CONCACAF. Um, Jules says Mexico. Did this article make its way to like Mexico soccer Twitter or something? Hopefully not. Um, Jules says Mexico, 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 suck it, Kevin. And Young Mexican says, what the fuck did I just read? Pendejo, you're a pendejo saying it's not about Trump or brown people. You're an ignorant prick. Uh, you should give credit when credit is due. Well, that wasn't the thing. That's exactly what I wrote in the story. Like, it's not about, like, politics or... Now I kind of want to root for Mexico. Or Jeez. Trump Trump or shit like that. It's, <laughs> it's just, you You don't, you know, it's like if you, a situation like Jonathan Gonzalez. You know, here's, uh, uh, you know, guys who have Mexican and American roots. You're competing for those players. You want them to play for your country. You know, you sure. want bragging rights. You want continental supremacy. It doesn't mean you hate people because they're, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, um, but we're pe- sharing people- the uh, World Cup uh, bidding with Mexico and Canada. That's coming this week. Well, too, there right? you go. There you go. How about that, man? You can cheer for that. But I will not be cheering for them in the World Cup because they're a rival. But you I will be cheering see. for us to get the World Cup. If we oh, don't well, get absolutely. it, if, if we don't get it for Morocco, yeah. 
It's gonna be ridiculous. All right, so you want to see what people had to say here? Sure, you want to start at the, uh, the bottom yeah, top? I think right. I retweeted your thing here. Uh, so. Paul Blessing, did the Union address the striker position or just sit and cross their fingers that CJ stops looking like he's never played soccer before? Um, Corey Burke, man, he's 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 looked good. I would start him. Yeah. What's the what's the Corey Burke? What's the keeping them from starting him? Yeah. yeah. Here, Richard, you keep reading that. I'm gonna let Baxter go downstairs. Here. Okay. Uh, Richard McGarrett. Uh, Richard McGovern says, what are Kevin Kincaid's thoughts on Fallout 76 being set in West Virginia? Also, was Sugarman's press availability sufficient when Stewart's move was announced? Richard McGeary, is that what he said? McGovern. Um, I got flustered. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I love, love a Fallout in Morgantown, Charleston. What, the, what is this? The fine city of Fairmount, or Fairmont, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cl- Cl- what do you, Clarksburg. What, what are you guys even talking about? The new Fallout game is like, apparently is set in West Virginia. Or like one of the bunkers that they've that you start in or something like that is in West Virginia. So I hope to see all the yeah. sights and sounds of wild and wonderful okay. West Virginia. Um, and as for Sugarman's press availability, that was the case of like, it was kind of weird that he went just to Adam Con first. I guess it makes sense, but I didn't really ask for him. Well, yeah, because Adam's with the team. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but as media guys, it, it, like we don't love seeing that. Like, mm-hmm. but, um, ta- do you do, do you ta- do like, do you talk to the scrum first and then you do your like right. sit down? But I mean, we didn't, Tanwold asked for him. He got him right away. Matt George asked for him. It took like a day or two. He wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> I didn't even ask for him. Uh, just because I was asked to do more like analysis reaction stuff. But, okay. uh, I always like talking to Jay. I, I think he's interesting. Yeah, he's just you know after doing the Josh Harris thing the other day, yeah, they, they seem like very similar kind they're, of uh, the helicopter. They both fly in from New York <laughs> on their helicopter. They both uh, have a kind of like more like analytical, obviously like business way of looking at things. I don't, they care don't how, see it on a. It's like it's like they're looking. It's like that that show on CBS or whatever where the guy just sees like numbers scrolling in front yeah. of his face. You know, I feel like they look at the sport yeah. like that. Whereas we I, don't, I don't care how rich you are. If you're coming from New York, take an Amtrak. It's like an hour. Oh, sorry, I got a phone oh, call here. Let me uh, let me send a message here. Okay. And Amtrak is what, like an hour? You can't just oh, take, I, you can't just take an Amtrak. Well, do, do some yeah, work in the train. A, well, I mean, if you, you have a helicopter, if you have a helicopter and a and a helicopter pad to land it. I mean, I guess you know. I, I wouldn't do it. He did land the helicopter. That would make like me nervous. A, at, on like a. Uh, youth soccer field the one time do you remember that and they yeah. had to cancel the game i'd be way too nervous doing yeah that. yeah uh joseph brescia who's in charge of summer transfers and targets do you even see anything happening during the summer window hmm. i don't really think they have like a big summer window planned because they like sometimes no, they I, would kind of plan for that it seems like they have their big players i guess if I barnetta mean, and bedoya were just like usually they only do yeah. that if they can if that's when they can get that player but, but and like what do they need like maybe a striker you could you could argue but they're not going to pay the like three million dollars for a, a striker well no and you would probably you'd probably think that they would have to wait for simpson to yeah uh you know to be, right. be gone and, the, and who's know. in charge i mean ernie's gonna be there for some of the transfer window i believe and then chris albright does a lot of the, the legwork anyway so um he'll be around um and then they they're gonna hope to hire someone pretty soon after august 1st so yeah 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 uh Lock 936 with the uh, with the union so proud of homegrown players and coaches, do you think you or Kevin? Do you or Kevin Kincaid think the union should go with a homegrown GM? Who's that? <laughs> oh, this is, a, this is one about uh, oh, about soccer, Steve, about, yeah, about Holroyd. <laughs> sure, sure, why not? 
I think I think you should Steve be the GM. Would, Steve would do a good job. I'll do it. I, I mean, Calangelo could do it. Cool. Oh my great. god, dude! I can't. Yeah, I, his wife's available. Oh my god. Heel uh. heel six twenty five. How do I not renew my season tickets this season after not renewing them last season? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've got it all figured out. Yeah. Right? yeah. Did the uh, did we do this one? Did the union have any burner accounts? <laughs> yes, they do. I know it for a fact. I think Jim Curtin's on Twitter. He's not like hiding it. Jim is on Twitter somewhere. It's not like a. Uh... See, Jim. Jim used to be there's on an, Twitter yeah. as himself. I think there is an account that's like says Jim Curtin, but he hasn't tweeted. I, don't know. I think he got sick of like dealing with jabronis or something, so he deactivated his Twitter in like 2013 or something. But he's on Twitter as somebody else who doesn't tweet because I, I know for a fact because he's brought up stuff that was only yeah. that we that we didn't talk about I'm uh, sure other people do everybody yeah. I like for this just to answer the question generically yes like there are like a ton of burner accounts out there because people want to like just I don't have any do no but I'm saying like athletes and like executives and stuff like that most of them have a have a burner uh, brisket bear what if anything can we draw from the loss to Toronto with Ali and Harris both out I mean, we kind of talked about that. It's a, yeah. it's a frustrating game. They still could have conceivably gotten a point even without them, but they just made too many mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Friedberg, will the union make the sensible move and hire Ali Curtis? Also, will this change the transfer strategy for the summer? I mean, that's everyone seems to think that's the move that makes the most sense. I guess it does. He's, like, from Philly, right? And mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. here. And But he, um, he didn't get along with Jesse Marsh, right? If I'm Jim Curtin, that worries me a little bit. Well, he brought in Jesse Marsh. But then he but then didn't he leave because they like weren't seeing the team the same way or something? Or? Yeah, after originally being very that's that's yeah. the one question mark on the that's the one asterisk on it. I don't know Yeah, it was kind if of he would burn tenure. out burn out the same way. Yeah, that was a year, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um Matt says, Can we bring back the Bethlehem steel kit so we can win the open cup? <laughs> They had those kids like and they were those. great, but they yeah. lost in the final twice with them. Right? That's true. Yeah. Or once with them. I, just, I think just they once were, they yeah. weren't. Yeah. Um, 2014. Do, uh, Doobie Brothers, how many years do you see us getting at a trustee in McKenzie before they move to um, Europe, mm. if that is their next step? And do you look to move Marquez or Elliot while they have some possible value? I don't think they have much value. Maybe Elliot has a little value. Yeah. They could. I mean, if you were to make a trade, you'd think one of the center backs, since they have like five of them. We're all pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquez, I don't think has any trade value to you. No. Yarrow doesn't probably. Elliot maybe a little. Man, geez, since, yeah. uh, trusting McKenzie, Europe. I mean, they're still pretty young. You, you, you could probably get at least three. Well, I mean, hopefully, but hopefully, like you were saying, they don't take a step back next year. Right. Kill, yeah. If, if that's even a thing. Them, but, yeah. I mean, it does seem to be the plan with them. I mean, trusty. Uh, yeah. I mean, they just got to keep progressing here, but. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 just very rare in MLS, you know. I mean, it, there there really aren't a lot of like Tim Reams, you know. And like, do you see Matt Miazga? Matt Miazga. Like, do you see Trusty and you know and McKenzie being like those two guys, like going over to yeah. like the championship or the? I mean, like Dutch Miazga League? went to Chelsea, but then was loaned out a lot. I mean, well, I mean that's farm, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, I could see them going to Europe maybe in a couple years to a maybe a top team and, and then getting loaned out but yeah it is kind of nice seeing going back to those guys the um, u.s national team mm-hmm. just a lot of the guys uh, uh pulisic's age are all you know playing in in big leagues in europe and 
Yeah. They look pretty good in a couple of those friendlies, so hey, that's exciting at least. We got anything else? Uh, no, nah, it was here? too it was too late it in the night. It was too late and it's at night. Yeah. Well that's all we have to do. Forty five yeah, minutes. Get this out. Yeah. In and out. Yeah, in and out. I gotta um, get I gotta get out of fish town before it's dark. Yeah, thanks for coming over, man. Um thank you to everybody who listened to um the last podcast, the f- special fiftieth episode. I think we'll try to do that going forward every twenty five of these if we make it to the next one. Uh, we'll try to try to do <laughs> something special. People seem to like getting the players on, like the ex players and doing the interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, so Ryan Rector was good too. So thanks, um thanks everybody for listening to that and uh just for supporting the podcast in general. It's nice to be at fifty uh fifty one. Fifty one now, yeah. So uh I will be uh in the UK and Ireland for the next two weeks. Uh, hopefully this will uh be enough for then. We'll do something I'm sure when I get back and uh until then, have a good trip. Enjoy, uh, thank you, man. Enjoy the world, enjoy the world, world cup. cup and the U.S. Go Open cup. USA. It's oh, wait. the summer of <laughs> soccer in Fishtown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Fishtown uh, feels the the fever. They're getting into Iceland and yeah. For uh, for Baxter, who's not here anymore, and Dave Zed, I'm Kevin. Episode number fifty-one. It's always soccer in Philadelphia. We will see you next time. <laughs>